Welcome to Multifamily Live. I'm Kaylee Yarusi. And I'm Jason Yarusi. Our mission is to help you unlock your full potential as a multifamily real estate investor. So you can do more deals, bigger deals, with less stress, keep more profit, and free up your time. Multifamily doesn't have to be a mystery. It's time to go live. All right, so welcome back to the show. We're super excited for today's guest, Laurel Langemeyer. Hey, Laurel, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. And Laurel is a millionaire maker, and she's five-time best-selling author and wealth expert. And we're super excited to have you on the show today because we're at a point right now in, of course, life in general, where there would be a lot of people at a crossroads, and they may have thought that their life was going to be going one direction. And of course, COVID or other has, has changed that narrative and it could be on both sides. Maybe they've been in a job where um, they are either going to be phased out by, by the growth of where we've seen rapid technology grow in the last few months, or they're in a small business and um, their small business has now had just a different course than they could ever expect. What would be something you'd say to someone who's stuck or feels stuck and, and is trying to figure out a, a step that could help them make a creative choice of where to go next? Well, I, and I, even though I don't like this activity, um, well, I'm going to answer two ways. Uh, if you know me well enough, um, I'm not only the millionaire maker, I teach how to make money really fast. So one of the things we've been doing, Jason, since COVID started was doing what I call a marketplace because the marketplace is, well, first of all, the marketplace is always open, but people don't believe or understand, especially if they've been an employee for a long time, how open the marketplace of entrepreneurs is. So I create and structure a a, a process really online where people make money. I mean, last weekend we did it one, we're doing another one next weekend where we're constantly teaching people to make money. So that's kind of number one. Um, but like from where they are in a decision point, um, yes, I'm going to teach them to make money. I don't care if you're multimillionaire, making money has got to be part of your strategy at all times. So that's kind of my number one all the time. There's a subset of that though, for I think a lot of the folks that are probably listening that for you to make a decision, you need you need to come with some numbers. And I think so many small businesses, I mean, I, you know, 2020, I was going to be my transition year to really, you know, transition more towards real estate and back to development. And even though I'm doing that, this, because of my skill set and 25 years of helping businesses strategize, uh, I have never been so active helping businesses make the exact decision we're going to talk about. Do you stay alive? Do you take it down? Do you sell it? What do you do with it? Uh, but you got to come with some numbers. So I always say making money is my big one, but you got to come with some real numbers. Like what is your real financial situation? Uh, can you go? I mean, this with this 1.9 uh, stimulus package, I mean, anybody can get money. I mean, it is the cheapest, most open forum to get money. So if you don't know how to go get it or what to do with it when you get it, I would be your strategist to help you figure that out. I just think, Jason, so many people are laying down their companies a little too soon. I'd like to see them stay in a little bit uh, and see if we can actually work through the financials and make it work. Is it, do you feel the mental pressure that's pushing a lot of people over the edges? Because sometimes the toughest question is to honestly look at our own finances, right? And so it, no one wants to take ownership where, where they actually are. But if you can't do that first step, how can you identify where you need to get to? And without having all of those data points in front of you, ultimately yep. you're stuck in a position where you're looking at your situation and saying, well, it's hopeless. Well, it may not be hopeless because assuming that, you know, maybe your, your revenue has gone down or other points, but you, if you're not looking at what's your actual burn, right? You, you're, you're not really understanding, what do I have to do today to get out there? So 
if, if there's someone listening that's been at that same job for five, 10, 15 years, and traditionally said, I show up, I go here and I get a paycheck after a week or two weeks. And now here today that anyone can make money and it's just completely blown their mind, right? Because they've never done something where they've, they've accelerated the approach to find money. How do they do that? What, what is that first step they, they go in that direction with? Well, so two different things. If you're already an entrepreneur, right? Let's say, let's put the entrepreneurs and employees in separate categories. If you're an employee, um, you have to have an entrepreneurial venture. You have to. I mean, I would say that is a non-negotiable. You better figure out what you can do. Um, in fact, one of the gifts that I'm going to give people is called put more cash in your pocket. And I wrote it in 2009. Um, so it is the how to do that, what I call 21st century lemonade stand. So I don't care who you are, if you're going to keep a job. I mean, I have, you know, engineers at Tesla, I have engineers at Google, I have engineers all over in our client base that are doing great as employees. Uh, and again, part of their financial plan, which should always be because the minute that employment could leave you, um, you need to have an entrepreneurial venture. But even bigger than that, you need to have an entrepreneurial venture so you can have the deductions. So as a company, right, an S Corp, and, and for speaking in American terms, um, even though I've taught in every continent but Antarctica. So in principle, all this works. You got to have a corporation. So it could be S, LLC, uh, C Corp limited partnership or trust in the United States. So once you have a company, then you get 83,000 pages of deductions. You get to deduct this phone, this little, you know, this computer we're calling through, a wardrobe, you get to do your home office, you get to do your vehicles. As an employee, you don't get the right to do any of that. So number one, no matter what, you become an entrepreneur if you're not already. And if you're an entrepreneur and you're a sole proprietor, you better become a company very quickly because all of this stimulus money comes to companies, not individuals. And a lot of people have been standing in that sole proprietor structure. I mean, I remember the end of 2020, I don't know how many times we have screamed from the rooftops, get incorporated. I have a great team. They'll do a quick assessment. So you know, when I give you my bundle, you can get an appointment with Scott. He'll give you 15, 20, 30 minute assessment where you are, get you incorporated. Now you can have access to this money. So kind of in order, depending on where you are, Jason, I think, I mean, being an entrepreneur is always where the money is. Um, and I don't care who you are, even at 18 years old, you need an entrepreneurial venture. I mean, I'm very aggressive about that. When, when you, you've now spoken across multiple continents, do you find that the, the mindset's still the same, that, that everywhere there's usually the pinnacle where it's the mental thought first, that they, they, they can't do that, that has to be the first hurdle you have to get to before you can make money? Um, that is if you follow the law of attraction. I was in the secret, so I'm going there. But it's also why I created a marketplace, because what I find is that when people go to their mind, they don't have a lot of capacity other than what they know. So they spin, right? Kiyosaki called it the rat race. So they spin in this, you know, fear, risk, you know, negative conversation. And they just spin and spin. The book I have, you know, that they could read Yes Energy, right? Which helps them. But here's what I, I can guarantee you after so I started my marketplaces in 2007 when I wrote my cash machine book. Nothing is faster than helping somebody make money. So, and, and I don't care if it's, and here's what I tell people, like when your name is spoke, what do people associate to? So when people say Laurel, I mean, and I'm you know blessed with this very unique spelling of my name, L-O-R-A-L, but when they say Laurel, it's money, right? Or in some ca categories, it'd be Laurel real estate or Laurel capital raising or Laurel, like people, it, people don't ask me what I'm into. 
right? So I think the first thing when I teach people how to make money and get out of their heads, you actually move them away from mindset because I've been in mindset work for too long. And I can tell you nothing will help faster than me helping get you cash in your pocket. Now you have something else to wrestle with. You have a third dimension to it. Now you have money. You can't say money's my, I have, I have a mental issue or a block with money. I just helped you make money. I had a, a woman in my class uh, a couple weeks ago in 10 minutes, she made $225. And what did she sell? She was an executive assistant for at a job. And I said, well, then be a VA for other people, like help them shop online, help them schedule online, help them make appointments, um, you know, schedule appointments for their kids. My God, sitting at any phone line these days could take hours. You know, I don't care what line it is. I don't care if it's a doctor's appointment for your kids, like be a VA. So she came up with uh, a very quick package, you know, three hours for 75 bucks as an introduction package. I helped her craft it really quick. And I said, who needs a VA? She had three people right there, 225 bucks, 10 minutes. So we're not looking and I'm not asking for people to build this big vision, you know, passion company, just make some damn money, right? Do what you know, it's right here. Um, and anybody will buy expertise right now. Welcome to the time we're in. People will buy 30 minutes for $30 of your time. And I know those listening will say, but I don't want $30. 30 bucks is more than you've ever made for some of you. And it's a database builder. So there's a whole sophistication behind it. But I can tell you getting people to make money in creating that dimension of actually having, even if it's a little bit of cash, it takes them out of this spinning cycle of their mindset going, but I don't know, but I don't know, but I, because it, it moved them, right? Something happened versus spinning. And I think a lot of people are just spinning, right? They just don't know what to do. Like you said, what is their first step? Let me help you make some money. Yeah, they're building that. winning steps, right? So they're building a winning mindset where they're saying, okay, now I get it. This is how you make money. And it's $30, right? So they say $30 is not a lot, but if you're traditionally making $15, you literally just made $30, right? For a task. Yeah. And the expertise mindset, many times we, we, you know, you get this um, imposter syndrome where you're thinking about, oh, well, no one's going to want what I have, but there's always someone that you can help with, right? That, that you're two steps ahead. That's just saying, man, I wish I could be here, right? And I wish I could get there and there's something holding. And you saying what you think is commonplace because you do it every day will help that person jump forward. And it's the same thing as, you know, someone ahead of you that you may be looking for their help and then jump forward again. So just absolutely fantastic. And You've talked about development in real estate, of course, you know, I want to touch on that, noting, noting where our um, strength is. Yeah. Why now have you said this would be the time? Of course, 2020, I'm sure you didn't start the year looking at development saying, okay, cool, this would be great with a COVID scenario. But now that you see where we stand, what, what is drawing you back into, of course, development, capital raising, deal structure, where is the, the mind going from there? Well, so my background, I mean, I grew up in a Nebraska farm family. Mm -hmm. um, 1999 was my millionaire year and I did it in real estate and gas and oil. So I joined a team. Um, I was actually pregnant, knew I'd be a single mom, 1999. I called somebody um, that I was, a, I shouldn't say avoiding, but procrastinating hiring as my mentor. And I just said, I'm all in. I got, I got nine months and he's, I'll never, he's like, what do, why do we have nine months? I said, because I'm going to be a mom and a single mom. So I'm going to jam. So in six months, became a millionaire. I was a millionaire by June, 1999. Never looked back, became a multimillionaire by 2000 and 2001, just kept growing. So I love real estate. I think anybody who like is wealthy should have some if they don't have some and a lot of it. 
So I was already in a partner development uh, project in Boise, Idaho. But but I'll tell you, a year ago, March, nothing picked up the pace when uh, you know Newsom did what he did and continues to do. Um, people are fleeing that state. So Boise, literally of Californians alone, have sold out trailer parks, over 2,600 people waiting in RVs for homes to be built. It is the maddest market that I've ever seen. I mean, demand market. Um, just over Thanksgiving, our prices jumped 100,000 per house. Um, insane market. Um, Reno is next to it, but it's way ahead. Um, average, like we're building, we were building in the three, 400, and now we're in the five, six, and it's because of demand. It's not because we're building, we're building a little bit bigger house and a little bit, you know, uh, different uh, accents, but really similar house. Reno's ahead. Uh, Vegas is the same and Phoenix. And then you got to put Texas at the fifth market. So California's predominantly are fleeing as fast as they can and moving in, inland. And the same thing's happening out of New York. I mean, Florida is an on fire market. The Carolinas, I mean, it, it is the most insane time that I have seen in real estate and different a different, I mean, years ago, um, you know, and I still have Airbnbs like in the, in the Ozarks and I've got typical rentals uh, in the Midwest. I mean, Oklahoma was my millionaire market and I still have real estate in, there in Kansas and Missouri, Indiana, Illinois, Ohio. I got a lot of markets. So I got a lot of buy and hold stuff, but development right now in the right markets is crazy. So I always have done real estate. I have never left that behind. It has always been, you know, side by side. I just... You know, I lead with money as a generic, you know, the big general conversation, but real estate's, you know, been my goal. What you really touch on there is that, of course, from a macro level, you'll hear so much news that's negative, right, about everything happening with renters. But there's so many micro markets. And for a perfect example, um, I think when we first started the conversation with Thomas, we were in New Jersey. We recently moved to Nashville. Right. And so Tennessee on its own part for net migration is uh, I think it actually just surpassed uh, Texas for a percentage of net migration just to end out January there. So if you look at that from a whole statistical standpoint. Right. So is the entire um, state of Tennessee thriving? No, but there's particular areas just like you would see in Florida that are really having the capacity where they're growing. And you'll see the other bandwidth right there where just like you said, Boise. Um, I have friends there and it's the same approach, right? You're seeing just accelerated rent growth, you know, demands, you know, 50 offers on a house, right? Going forward. And that is just, it's an unknown time. It's something you can't predicate for. So when you look at that, what type of development is standing out to you and, and what space, what side of it are you going into? Well, we started in actual single family. We've got about seven more and we're moving out. We are, um, we're moving out of that. Uh, we have set staged about 24 fourplexes we're building, triplexes. We just went, we just got our final uh, permit approval on trailer parks. Why not? We're going that direction. Wow. And then we're doing a lot of opportunity zone multifamily. So we're moving from single family. The family we partnered with used to do really custom homes. And honestly, it's, it's it for the money, it's slow, you know, with the four plexes, you put up four walls. And when we started this, even a year ago, the rents haven't, they're all, I'm going to say almost close to double. You know, we were planning financially to go in for on our four, fourplex rentals. We were, you know, around the 900 range, eight, 900. Uh, we'll be in the 16 to 1700 per unit when we're done uh, by the end of this year. So we're moving uh, to that development. It's just, it's faster. It's, you know, we're using ICF block and actually now we just, in fact, 
yesterday, um, uh, looking at very high in modular. You know, I hear modular and I just kept moving away from it and actually met a guy. They start at 900,000 in modular. I mean, the, the level of, and quality of the of those uh, products are just extraordinary. And I think a lot of the development is, uh, you know, just continuing to move along and at a very quick pace. And so. the offset there is that where people keep saying, well, the building costs are going up and there's not enough, but you're, you're seeing that being offset where development does make sense because when you walk into it, even with your building cost up with lumber up 60%, you're still looking at the rent increases that just based on demand. We, we found the same thing with our multifamily properties is that yeah. Leasing has been through the roof. I mean, we, we have waiting lists on three properties right now that, that traditionally were, um, you know, 95% occupied or, or greater, but, you know, waiting lists because there was so, so much pent up demand and that we're in a number of states that we've just seen the draw come into these states where people are just, just looking for housing, right? And that's, of course, driving the price. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to watch. And um, I, mean, I was very curious to hear that you're getting mobile home parks approved too, because that's that's a space that traditionally, you know, you hear that that's why they're so lucrative because there's not being any more being built. So that's pretty interesting. Is that in the Boise market? It's, a, it's right outside of Boise. And wow. uh, yeah, and we're looking for, uh, I mean, anybody out there listening, uh, we need a manager, we need a teammate, none of us. I mean, it's sort of obvious how to run them. Yep. Um, but the, the size that we're going to have, we're going to have to have a full-time manager on property um, because the, the, the land. And we went out uh, a while ago um, because the, the stimulus money is free. It's free year one. And, you know, we sent people out to farmers and started talking about land options. I mean, we've been, we've been in it for and planning for a while. So it's, it's an exciting run. And the other side of it too, don't forget for everyone listening to get in is mortgage rates are at an all time low. I mean, um, you know, so even though the rent prices are high, I think that's because they like, well, especially in Boise, I mean, you, they can't build fast enough. They won't catch up with the bills, with the build. They're going to have to go into a rental situation, you know, and what's interesting too, is I've had a lot of multimillionaire clients totally sell out, uh, totally pimp out these big rig RVs and say the hell with it. You know, we don't trust what's going on and we, you know, we're just going to be extremely nimble and RV it for a while. So it's amazing to watch choices that I have never seen happen on how people are choosing to live around this from, from staying in legacy homes, right. To building a new custom home. Uh, you got to think, I mean, Californians can sell out for a million and get in for 600 and get, you know, way more square footage and way more amenities and way more land. So it's interesting just to watch, watch the choices. I'll say that in, in general across the demographic of the United States. Yeah, I agree. Actually, um, we just had on Ryan Dumas, who's the more uh, the traveling, traveling mortgage banker. And he just sold his house and him and his family are in an RV right now, just traveling around. And uh, they made that choice and they're loving it. Right. And so we will see, continue to see a lot of this, which is, People trying to figure out where do we go next, and that was part of our narrative is that we, we knew we were going to move, but this probably accelerated our move because we said, "What are we waiting for?" Right? We can still do our same with business approach here, but when you're looking at your your business plan overall, I mean, the the first step is taking a step, right? Because because you took that step, and now instead of just saying, "Oh, COVID's here, I better stop," you said, "Okay, well, how can we use this? How can we benefit from this? How can we?" you know, use what we're doing, but pivot and just keep finding better questions. And so many times we, we just get caught thinking that if we take any step, the world's going to blow up, right? Like the worst possible thing could happen because our minds give us into that, you know, um, that, that scarcity mindset instead of saying, well, if I do this right now, we can find opportunities where we can build, get great rents, but also help the narrative is that 
I'm sure you could get every building permit you could scoop up right now in Boise and, and demand still couldn't be kept up with with the number of units right. you need to put online. Right. So. And, you know, I want to speak to those people who, who don't have any runway, meaning you haven't started any of this. Um, I started by doing exactly. I hired a mentor and hit my mm -hmm. first action was he said, meet me in Oklahoma City. And I'm like, what? What? What the hell are we going to do in Oklahoma City? And at that point, I was the master distributor for the Kiyosaki, the cash flow game. And so I had built up a database. So from, you know, uh, 96 to 2000, I was the master distributor on the Rich Dad Advisory team with the game. So I had built up a, quite a database. So when he said, well, I'm going to teach you how to raise money, I'm like, from who? And he's like, everybody who bought a game, everybody you've been, and I was doing a lot of financial education at a very different level, obviously, over 20 years ago than I do today. Um, so funny to look back at your beginning years. Um, but I, I mean, I learned to raise capital and learned to put deals together very, very quickly. And I bought, you know, I was part of a team. So I guess the message I'm saying to those of you that are new, some of you think, well, I'm just going to go out here on my own and roll up my sleeves and try to figure this out. And I don't know where you are on your philosophy around, I think too many beginning groups tell the beginners to wholesale. And I just 100% disagree with it. I mean, how are you when you're not even in the space going to find a buyer and a seller and a product and get to and get to a closing table all at one to arbitrage like to me that's a little more sophisticated i like the basic easy fix and flips simple 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 go get an sba get 100 grand use free money flip a house if you again if you've never done it partner up there are plenty of people in your community that love i mean you have a resource that's called time and if you actually know how to swing a hammer, my God, my, I mean, my husband runs our crews, like finding anybody in the trades is like an act of Congress. I mean, like getting anybody to get up and come to work. So if you're willing to get up, come to work, <laughs> swing a hammer, I got several markets, so we'll hire you. Like, my God, do we need help? My point is everyone needs help. You probably need it in that Tennessee market, right? Yep. The, the, my clients in Texas need help. Um, I have a client who just bought a four, a four bedroom big house and she's remodeling it into an eight bedroom. She's going to turn it into residential assisted living. I mean, and she's doing this with her family. She needs help. If you, if you're out there and you want to just get going, the, I think your safest bet is join a team of people who already know what they're doing. You're going to reduce, reduce your risk. I shouldn't say completely, but I'm a, I'm a massive fan of join a team. Do not You'll limit your curve. Right. And it's the same thing. Like if, if for wholesaling, we do hear that a lot, but it's like, oh, if I want to be a doctor, go be a veterinarian first. Or if I want to, you know, learn to run a marathon, go swimming first, right? Well, no, get in where you want to be, find a team, find who's doing it well, because worst case scenario, you at least limit your curve, right? Instead of having this big curve, or maybe, you know, I, from New Jersey to Tennessee, I end up going through Boise, Idaho to get here. Maybe I'll be maybe just through Kentucky and then I can come a little bit closer, right? And so for that point, at least it gets you into the game and just for that note, we actually just hired an assistant who moved out here from Idaho, funny enough. And uh, she's been fantastic, but she was looking for a way to get more involved with multifamily. And she's been a great asset to our team because she's looking to find a place where she can learn that step where she, you know, and she'll eventually go do her own deals, which would be fantastic, but she'll be help us to our goals along with her getting the knowledge to move forward. Love it. Love it. Love it. And, and I just want to acknowledge you. I mean, there are so few people who, uh, I seem to be an anomaly. So I just totally appreciate you're on board and actually have done that because so few people think like that. Um, if you want to be in the industry, jump in the industry, not yeah. walk around it. No, and I agree. Um, so I, and I'll make this quick because I know we have a time gap, but we've done nine syndications to date and, um, what five of them have been with partners and four of them, uh, Peely and I have done it ourselves. and fine. We got it done, but trust me, the partnership, 
much more, it's, it's much more engaging. It's much more fun. And you also are able to, everybody can handle their strengths and move forward because when Peely and I are working with the banker, you know, we're not working on raising capital. We're working on raising capital. We're not working with property management on the repositioning plan. We're working with the property management company. You know, we're not um, talking back to investors, right? And so you, you have that conversation where you, you want to build a team so you can grow and having that growth mindset where you will get bigger and you will be able to do better things when you have a good team where everyone can focus on an area where not only they like doing it, but, but where they should be, right? And that we found that the, our growth has always been attributed to just saying, okay, sure. Even if we feel we could do this great, having someone come in there and handle this role, now we can do another role, right? And get that done and everybody moves forward and wins across the board. So awesome. Absolutely. Laurel, this is fantastic. So I know um, you have an offer for listeners. Um, I definitely want to have you mention that right there. Um, and then I have one more question for you before we, of course, Absolutely. <clears throat> so you go to just met Laurel because we all just met. Uh, it's J U S T M E T L O R A L. So spell my name correct. S L O R A L. Um, so go to justmetlaurel.com forward slash JP. Hmm. And I have my millionaire maker ebook. I have again, put more cash in your pocket that I mentioned earlier, which is, I call it like the 21st century lemonade stand. And it really gets into the detail down to, can you do business in your house, right? Some people, you know, depending on what you're doing, yeah. you know, you got to look at, you know, what your, your county and your, your local laws are. So it's really, how do you get your business license? Like, how do you get started and what's important? By the way, you don't need anything to make money today. You don't need one license. You don't need one thing set up. All you need is another human to talk to, serve their life, say, how can I help you with money? I'm going to pick something. I'm going to charge them some money. I'm going to take the money and I'm going to give. So there's a very quick structure. So we're going to talk about how to put more cash in your pocket. Um, I'm a huge fan, given, given that I was a single mom, uh, two kids, 21 and 14 uh, today. Um, made the millionaires by the time they were 10. So I have that book coming out this fall. But in the meantime, I did a whole bunch of other work. So I put that up there. Um, what else did I put up there? Oh, money rules. Uh, so many people get divorced and are fighting like crazy. And COVID just amplified the fact that a family can't ignore money anymore. They have to get into a conversation. So um, I created what's called a money rules contract where you can talk through with a business partner or another partner, how do you create rules? How do you have a money meeting so you can actually talk about money versus ignore it? Because a lot of the fighting is the ignoring of it. And real estate is leverage. So I put up uh, some of my original real estate training. So it's a huge, huge virtual swag bag, uh, gift bag of goodies, um, thousands of dollars of stuff. So again, justmetlaurel.com forward slash JP and go get it. Thanks so much for that. And, you know, I, I had a question, but I'm actually going to ask you this question right now. People are listening that did, did not grow up with financial education. It wasn't something that was part of their household. It wasn't something that, um, of course, school presented to them and are sitting here today saying, okay, I'm, I'm trying to learn forward and pass it along to my kids who maybe, maybe they're not fortunate 21 yet. Maybe they're six through 10. Maybe they're, you know, going on, you know, 10 through 12. And they're just at that cusp of just understanding, you know, with the world, how wealth works, how, how to accumulate, how to grow, what would be one actual step they can take today with their kids to, to get them involved in, in life and learn that first step about financial education? Well, I'm going to give a, a two-part answer. One, get the gift because put more cash in your pocket is readable by an eight-year-old easily. I mean, and literally you want to get your kids involved in making money. So at this time, if your family is in that situation, even with all the stimulus money that you still aren't making money, first of all, unemployment is not a way to make money. <laughs> I mean, I have families that literally have made 
eBaying not only their home, but they've set up a system. It is the most, actually it's in the, the gift that I'm giving. There's a three part, three hours of uh, adults and children. And we're giving some examples of a family who now is making over six figures, not only after the eBay damn near the whole house, but how to do it for other households. And they teach you how to make money. Um, I mean, I got kids making jewelry. I have a lot of direct sales companies you can imagine are on fire. Uh, but this thing right here, your expertise, and by the way, the kids' technical expertise is off the charts. So there is something within every family that you can do to make money. So read the put more cash in your pocket, get it, get it out of my gift. But the other thing is I actually have a game as well. So Monopoly, cash flow, and I was called the millionaire maker. Again, anyone over eight years old, buy a game. I mean, and you, you know, don't want to buy my game, go back to the gold fashion monopoly, put money in the conversation at your household. You have to. And uh, our book's called Make Your Kids Millionaires. And um, it will be out with McGraw Hill, maybe this fall, but as, as everything, uh, we're in a delay. So um, we do have a galley copy of that too, though. So uh, our audience, uh, your audience can get that once they go out and get our gift. Laura, I, I could carry this conversation forward for hours. So thank you so much for your time. This has been super enlightening. Thank you so much for what you're doing and good luck with every next step forward. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you. Great to be here. Have a great day. Want to learn exactly how we're finding high profit, cash flow ready multifamily properties off market? Want to find out how to run lightning fast syndications to raise all the capital you need for your next multi-million dollar deal? In just a few days, we are breaking down our entire process step by step at a three day event happening June 10th through the 12th called, you guessed it, Multifamily Live. We've done events before, but nothing this massive or this valuable. And for the first time ever, we're going to open the doors and walk you guys through literally every step of what we're doing on our multifamily deals. This is a virtual event, so you don't have to travel or even leave your couch, but spots are limited. Sign up at multifamilyliveevent.com and we'll see you there.